Think meditation is hard? Do me a favor. Take a slow, deep breath in. And now breathe out. Congratulations. You just meditated. Hi, I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and this is Breathe In, Breathe Out, a weekly mindfulness and meditation podcast for anyone ready to own their own shit and find a little peace while doing it. Hello and welcome to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I'm Crystal Joukowsky. It's a beautiful day, and I hope you're doing something fun and enjoyable or relaxing while you tune in. This week, I got to interview Dr. Lori Weiss, who is a psychotherapist, coach, and relationship communication expert. This woman is fantastic. She's actively in her 80s, and she has so much world experience. When she was getting ready to retire around the age of 70, she came across this new thing called logosynthesis, and it completely derailed her retirement plans and made her think, I'm going to keep going for a while. She's written many books and she's just amazing. She's helped more than 60,000 individuals reclaim life energy and find joy in life for more than five decades. She's taught professionals in 13 countries, authored 13 books that make complex information accessible to anyone. Her latest one is Embrace Posterity, Resolve Blocks to Experiencing Abundance, and it teaches a powerful way to dissolve self-limiting beliefs. She's a delight. She was fun to chit-chat with, and I hope that you enjoy listening to both of us in our interview. Hello, and welcome back to Breathe In, Breathe Out. I'm Crystal Joukowsky, and I am so excited to have Dr. Lori Weiss with us today. Welcome. Thank you. It's a delight to be here. <laughs> Dr. Lori Weiss, you you were a psychotherapist. You were like a clinical therapist for how many years? Well, I, I've barely given it up. It's been over 50 years. <laughs> and it's a psychotherapist, yeah. What, what got you into that? Tell me about your life story and what brought you to this point in your fantastically young life. Well... <laughs> I didn't get to be a psychotherapist on purpose. It was it was a it was an accident, literally. I, I was a teacher, and I discovered transactional analysis. I'm okay. You're okay, and had a transformational experience. You know, it was just wow. You know, and. Oh, I could do this and this and this and this that hadn't yet been done because it was a pretty new deal at the time. It's I'm okay, you're okay for people who don't know parent, adult, and child. Anyhow, uh, I was so excited by it. I wanted to learn anything I could. And at the time, the only training available was clinical training. And so I talked my way into it. <laughs> <laughs> with with a bachelor's degree in biology, chemistry, and English literature, and having been teaching science for a while to junior high school. So, <laughs> <laughs> and at some point after I'd had enough training, one of my teachers said to me, are you all ready to take your exams? I think you are. And I went, huh? Exams? And so I got certified as a clinical transactional analyst before I even had a master's degree in psychology, which I got some years later. 
Wow. And that all stemmed from this transformational moment with the I'm okay, you're okay, we're okay. Yes. Experience. (laughs) So you just followed a path that was kind of set before you and it just became one step upon another? Once, that's my whole life. It's like I, I have, I intended to get a PhD, but that was sometime after I'd already been in the field. And I said, okay. And I had just written a book. And I was busy with the book and I get this message in my head, you know, that it's time to do the PhD and I'm arguing with it. No, it's not time yet. No, I'm busy. I've got too much going on. But that was when I was, um, I must've been about 50 then. (laughs) But you did go back and do the PhD. I did the PhD as an external program as university in a mailbox, basically. I had studied with every wonderful, amazing teacher that I could, that I encountered. And I have such a list, you know, when people say, you know, I studied, you know, I I read so-and-so, oh yeah, I had a weekend with him. Yes, I spent a week with her. (laughs) You know, I was in a year-long program with her. (laughs) And it was, you know, I just kept doing things. And so it finally came to what experience have you had for this external program? And I got credit for most of it. And then I completed the program. So in other words, arguing with that little voice in your head that says, yes, yes, didn't do very much. And you ended up listening and it just became a gift anyway. Mm -hmm. It was a tough five years, but yes. Because it also encompassed menopause and my parents going through the ends of their lives at that in that five year period. So it it was pretty intense. Honey, that is those are huge transitions to be dealing with on top of working with a PhD and a full time practice. Wow, how inspirational are you? Or crazy? <laughs> or driven, or inspired, or I don't know what, but I know it's absolutely beautiful. So you're, you're teaching in school, and then through time, at some time, you're going to retire, right? I keep thinking I might. (laughs) When, When I, when I first found Logosynthesis, I was on the retirement path. I, I was 70 years old, and it seemed like you know, I probably, you know, people are retiring now. I wonder what that's like. And then I encountered this, this, this amazing thing. And it was like, I got to learn more about that. And I kept learning. And I, I am, I never know exactly what's going to happen. I follow what interests me. And that has been a wonderful, amazing life. I've gotten to do so many things that i I've traveled all over the world. I've taught all over the world. Um, I've had these amazing friends. I've had these amazing experiences. And hardly any of it was pre-planned. It was like, okay, that's what's next. Because I was interested. Because I wanted to know. And because what I know, I teach. I, it's just built in. Yeah, it just helps expand the 
life and the life that we're living as well as the lives of others because we've learned this and then we get to help other people grow and expand and improve their state of being because of the gift that we've been given. Good for you just saying yes and. Yes, let's do this and what's next and what's next? You're a sponge. That's a good description. (laughs) And sometimes I get overfull and it's hard to squeeze it out. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) that's when I go to journaling. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta write it down, get it out. It's like, wow, there's so much in here. Or you write a book. How many books have you written? 13. We're 13 published. (laughs) How many does that mean are still in the works? Right now, the only one that's in the works is something that I'm thinking about and wondering whether I, writing the book is fun. It's getting people to read it that that takes a lot of energy. It's getting it out in the world, marketing it, essentially. And I had to learn how to do that. It's not my favorite thing, but I can. And, you know, I keep thinking about, am am I going to do that or not? I don't know. Someday I'll eat. I may wake up and it's like, okay. And I'll do it, or I may not. I hear you. I hear you. Well, if it does come out, it'll just be, I mean, lucky number 13. You could stick with 13. That's a great place to, to land, I right? to find out. I've got chapters in a bunch of other books, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. You mentioned coming across, so you were getting ready to retire. You're coming up on 70-ish. And then you come across this thing called Logosynthesis. Can you tell me about that experience? Can you tell me what piqued your interest going from psychotherapy to this? Yes. Um, the, The first thing that happens, I heard about it. I have these wild friends who are on the cutting edge of everything. And they told me about this and it was very dry and it didn't make any sense to me at all. And I Completely dismissed it. So, that doesn't count. And then we were having dinner with those same friends in Montreal in a Mexican restaurant because they were living in Canada and they didn't get Mexican food very often. I live in Colorado and I have my fill, but okay. So we went and they promised it would be a nice, quiet place. <clears throat> Well, I, I am one of those super sensitive people. You know, my nerve ends are out there. Yeah. And it started out quiet, but then the families came in and the kids started screaming. And then the mariachis came and they started with the trumpets. And the food came and they promised I, I ordered something, you know, not spice, not spice, because I can't eat spice. And they brought it and I couldn't eat it. And so I tried again and they brought it and I couldn't eat it. So all of this is going on. Everybody else is eating and I'm sending food back and giving up. (laughs) And I was stressed. (laughs) That would be putting it mildly. It was like, "Mm, out of here. And so I thought, well, you know, I have got a lot of tools. I left while they paid the bills. My husband was there. 
And I thought, I'll go out in the parking lot. I'll calm down. So I did. You know, I, I did my deep breathing. I did the tamping, which, you know, worked. And I thought I was okay. And so my friend came out and he said, uh, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And he said, well, tell me what happened. And I said it in words. And then he said, well, show me. He said, and I said, at a certain point, my body went, Ooh. and he said, well, say these words with me. And I'd only known the man for 40 years. And he's a psychiatrist. I trust him. Said, sure. So I said the words. And I didn't really understand what I was saying. And at the end of the time, I felt this deep, profound relaxation that, and it took, you know, less than 10 minutes, probably five minutes. I felt this huge relaxation. And I was like, is that what you were talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I have to learn. And so we, we had a very, very busy weekend, uh, fall that it was like in August, and we had almost every weekend scheduled. So they set up a workshop in Nova Scotia to coincide with the only weekend we had free, so we had to go. <laughs> Thanks, friends. <laughs> it's good friends, you know. <laughs> so we went, and at that workshop, uh, something happened. I didn't know what, but I was always exhausted by airplane travel. Just the noise, you know, the stimulation, the crowds, everything. Well, on the way home, I forgot to be tired. <laughs> I didn't find out until about three years later when I found some old notes that I had worked on a problem, not a problem, just an image that came up from when I was about eight or nine years old on the subway in New York at rush hour, just like sardined between a bunch of people. I've never been overwhelmed by noise since then. I have never, I've not been bothered by airplane travel since then. It was like, wow, (laughs) I kept learning. Yeah. Yeah. So this embarked, this helped you embark on another 12 year plus because it's still going career helping people, clients. You teach? I did for a while. Now I pretty much put it in my books. And if people want sessions with me after they read the books, I'll do that. But uh, (laughs) it, the process makes, doing therapy so much quicker and easier too. Mm -hmm. So what used to take six months or so to do, I can do in a matter of weeks. And what used to take, you know, a month or two, sometimes in one session. Wow. Through. I don't do do it very often, but, you know, I, I still do a little bit. And that's all through logosynthesis. It's all it's all through using the tool on top of everything else I have. It's not it's not isolated. I mean, I've got a whole bunch of things. I use whatever is appropriate. But when people get to the place where they're stuck, where they're afraid to go into something, when something is just really tight. Yeah. Using those words in that way will will help loosen it. And often make it disappear completely. Huh. So 
One of your statements earlier was that the reason for distress is often very different than what you think it is. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Uh, one time I was in some kind of encounter with some some man who was very nasty to me without reason. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I responded very well. So I was going over and over and over what I could have said, what I should have said, you know, what I might have said. And, you know, maybe if I ever encountered him again, I could say just right. You know, mm-hmm. Spinning, basically. Yeah. And by that time, I was doing logosynthesis pretty frequently. And the interesting thing is I often go over stuff when I am getting ready for bed. I mean, lots of us do. Mm -hmm. So I'm brushing my teeth and thinking about this. All right. So I'm saying, all right, let's say the sentences. So I say the sentences about that. And all of a sudden I get a picture and a memory that were at least 60 years old something I had not thought about forever. And it was of being bullied when I was 10 years old. It was like, I even remember the girl's name. (laughs) This was in fifth grade. (laughs) Yeah, not hard. I remember your name and I did, you know, the memory of being bullied, which is, I did that. The issue with the man completely went out of my head. I relaxed. I went to bed. It, it was like that upset with him could be traced. Somehow my mind took it right back to where it started. Yeah, it's a lot of it. It sounds like a lot of just inner child and work healing stuff that happened so far back that we don't. We don't recognize that we kind of make these patterns. We, we have them throughout our lives and they start when we're very young and they really affect how we move forward yeah. until we do something like this where we take a pause and we look at the why behind what's really going on. And it's not just that it's a loud noise or that somebody spoke mean to us. It's literally that something happened a while ago that is affecting us in this moment and going back to that moment and breathing and acknowledging it in some way can heal that, which then actually heals us throughout and up to this moment so that we can move forward easier. I love that. I, I, this is something that I talk about a lot too, that that we need to look further back, not just at this specific moment, like when we're having a, a difficult conversation with a loved one and we're really frustrated with what's being said and what's going on. It's not normally that other person that you're angry at. You're typically upset with something that happened before that is triggering these emotions that are coming forward now that you have to deal with and face and work with and if you have that ability to do that, whether, however that is, whatever works for us, each individual person, then it's like this huge gift that we have to find more compassion, love and peace for ourselves. And then we're just kinder to ourselves and everyone around us. So absolutely. 
it blows me away that you're about to retire at 70 years old. And then you're like, okay, I'll do another, I don't know, maybe you'll go for another 20 years. (laughs) I didn't think about that. I just thought about, I'll go to this workshop. (laughs) And then, oh, that was fun. I'll go to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) If you had known that this is where you would go in your life, what would you tell the younger you back then? Do not worry so much about where I'm going. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I Actually, I never did worry too much about where I was going. I was having too much fun along the way. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so more you- like quit listening to all those people who say you should have goals. Oh. I think it would be more like that. And actually, what I learned somewhere along my meanderings was that if you focus on one kind of thing, certain kinds of things can happen. If you focus on something else, other kinds of things can happen. Yeah. And people can be very successful if they're of a mind to focus on goals and get there. And it's not like I didn't have goals, like finish the book, get the PhD. I mean, those are goals. But yeah, uh, purpose, I think, is more important. We need to know mm-hmm. what we're here for. That can take a lot of development. It doesn't, you don't always know. I mean, some people know, you know, I'm yeah. here to be a healer. I know that. I didn't know that. But as I worked, and when you talked about inner child work, um, I wrote the book on developmentally based psychotherapy with my husband. Uh-huh which John Bradshaw, who is the guru of inner child work, referred to as the, and, and did the introduction to. And uh-huh. this, this is the book to read about. This is, this is the only place where it's done in this way. I got very clear that damage is done to children, not because their parents are cruel or mean or anything, or or mean harm, they mean to help them 95% of the time, at least. They mean help. They they do the best they can. And because of the damage that they have endured in some way, visited onto the children, onto the seventh generation, whatever, uh, they do this damage. We pass on only what we know. And so it became my purpose to interfere with that cycle so that people could pass on things that heal. They can heal and pass on the good things to their children. They can be calm instead of reactive. Mm. I, I, I just love that. You've told us about logosynthesis and a little bit about how you say it's a simple procedure and that it's words. Are there guidelines for, for logosynthesis? Are there like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very specific set of words. Um, this was developed in Switzerland by Dr. Willem Lammers, who is a psychotherapist with infinite experience. And all kinds of training and all kind and, and a meditator and a Buddha. 
you know, studied everything and looking for a simpler way. This was something that came to him more or less spontaneously. And he was so surprised with the results. He kept developing it. There are a lot of people in Europe using it now. Um, It's spreading, but it's spreading slowly. It was pretty new when I encountered it. Okay. Also, um, being a Swiss-Dutch psychologist, academic, he wrote in a way that was not easy to consume. Bedtime reading. (laughs) It was something like that. (laughs) And so the process is, the the basic process is simple. That's like the first layer. There's a whole lot of information that you can go deeper with. But the Uh basic process is extremely simple. And I said, you know, I write to take complicated stuff and make it accessible to anybody. That's what I do. That's what I've always done. And finally, he said, would you write the book? And so I did. I, I just wrote This little book, Letting It Go, Relieve Anxiety and Toxic Stress in Just a Few Minutes Using Only Words. This is the revised copy. The original copy was published in 2016. I just revised it. (laughs) And um, he loved it. And he he promoted it, gave it away, said, start with this, then read my books. Made it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Made a lot of sense. He's been writing a lot of more more accessible books since then, but at that time he had not yet done that. So so you so you took this these words and this concept because he was teaching it, but yeah. it was so big and just so wordy and so kind of difficult to really digest and take in, and made it so much more approachable and simple and relatable for people to be able to really honestly take it inside and, and use the tools that are presented in there. Right. It's, it's not mysterious and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a huge amount of background in order to use it. And so he was giving people all the background, which (laughs) is wonderful if you're professional and want to see how it fits in and, like that. I, I don't want to put that down at all. I mean, no, but uh, it isn't easy for somebody to just pick it up and get it. So I, they don't need all that. They just need to know how to use it. And so that's yeah. what I really about. You can use I, it. And here's, here's basically what to do and why. Yeah. I love to learn. I'm more of a, I want to learn it now. And then after I've learned it now, then I can say, all right, now I want to know why we do that. Now I want to know the energy behind that or the purpose behind that. So to have both of those, you can say, okay, now that I've got the nuts and bolts, now that I've got the ball, I want to see how it bounces or why it bounces or what it what it does from here. So I think it's really cool that you were able to help him balance that out and bring it two more people make it easier yeah a lot of professionals read it saying yeah this is you know this one can't and they oh it does work okay let me learn more yeah just 
just like you with your friend. Okay, you make no sense right now, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so would you like to, can we do a little demonstration? Sure. Sure. It's, it's just repeating three sentences. Okay. And pausing in between to notice what's going on. Because you may or may not react to the sentences. You may or may not respond to them. Some people go, mm, nothing happened. I'm kind of like that. Uh-huh. And other people have a huge physical reaction and start going like that. Wow. So one never knows. And also you can't control it. No. I'm not trying to do something with it. I'm trying to help you access your own resources. And I love that statement right there. Access my own resources. Love it. Yeah, because you you have a connection yeah. to your higher self or to mm-hmm. God or, or to the universe mm-hmm. or to whatever it is that we all have different names for, but that infinite energy. Yeah. And it's that infinite energy, that essence, that tells us what to do. Amen. I agree. Yeah. I'll be using the word I. Okay. And I refers to the part of you that's connected to that infinite essence. It's not the part of you that is making things happen. This is not about making things happen. It's about letting things happen. So it's my spiritual eye, not my physical or mental eye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The eye that is we in in the name of somebody else, some other author. Yeah, it's the royal eye. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So it helps me to know you said that you were stressed. Can you just tell me a little bit about that? You don't have to say um, Yeah. So uh, my husband, my mom lives here on the property and she's been laid up and my husband's been laid up and we've had people visiting and uh, that I've got work as well. So I've just got a lot of things that are just kind of piled on top of me and I'm doing really well. And yet, you know, there's a okay. lot of stress that goes on with that as well. All right. I, I got the image from what you said. <laughs> you said all of these piled on top of me. Yeah. So you've got a whole lot of energy tied up in what's piled on top of you, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll be working with the energy. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So just remember when I say relax, breathe. I won't take a long time now because um, we're on the air. Yeah. If I were doing it in my office or something, I might take a lot longer. Yeah. All right. So just say these words after me. Okay. I retrieve all of my own energy. Say that. I retrieve all of my own energy. Bound up in this pile of things bound up in this pile of things and I take my energy 
And I take my energy to the right place in myself. To the right place in myself. Okay, now just breathe. Just notice what's happening. First off, I just want to giggle and laugh. I just feel so good. <laughs> okay. And my heart feels just really warm. So that's really cool. Wonderful. Okay. Keep letting the energy move. Notice whatever happens. My hands just started to sweat. <laughs> and there's a knot in the middle of my back. Keep breathing and noticing what happens. You know, immediately when you had me say the first one, I pull my energy back into me. Okay. I could feel it automatically returning. It was the sensation of like my chest being filled back up instead of hollow. Okay. I'm going to give you the next sentence now. Okay. I remove all of the non-me energy. I remove all of the non-me energy. Involved in this pile of stuff. Involved in this pile of stuff. I remove that energy. I remove that energy. From all of my cells. From all of my cells. From all of my body from all of my body and from my personal space and from my personal space and I send it to wherever it truly belongs and I send it to wherever it truly belongs okay now breathe again just notice what happens the first thing I noticed was that at the end of that, my throat wanted to close up. Keep breathing. And now it's loose again. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next sentence. I retrieve all of my energy. I retrieve all of my energy. Bound up in all of my reactions. Hmm. Bound up in all of my reactions. To this pile of stuff. To this pile of stuff. And I take my energy. And I take my energy to the right place in myself, to the right place in myself. Just keep breathing. Just notice what happens.
my heart just kind of settled like for I don't know how to explain it other than it it was almost like it was bound up tight and held up high and now it just kind of relaxed and settled in to where it belongs so that it can just rest and I'm not wearing my shoulders as earrings (laughs) (laughs) okay so it sounds like you're somewhat less stressed yeah you know what I'm sitting taller I have been slouching lately from that weight, just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, and uh, I feel it's easier to sit taller right now. It's 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 more comfortable to sit taller than that slouched. I got to get through the next little while. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy to do. And normally... I wouldn't have somebody talking to me while they're doing it. In this case, it made sense. I was wishing that all the people who are only listening could also see all yeah. what was happening with your face because you kept changing. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, for those just listening to the podcast instead of uh, watching, which you can absolutely watch on the YouTube channel, um, I do have a lot of facial expressions. Um, and yet these these moments, you can really feel everything settle. You can really feel everything let go and breathe and expand. And it's really pretty amazing just the way that you can settle back into you is the way I'm going to put it. Yeah. Mm. So. It, that that's like the the sample version. There's there, you can yeah. do so much with it. Wow! So your book, letting it go, mm-hmm. walks you through all of this stuff and teaches you, yeah, how to work with it. Yeah, it, it covers some of the stories that I've, I've told you because those were so important to me, and yeah. it helps you figure out where you are where your energy is stuck because, you know, usually we talk about the story. Yeah. You know, it's all about the story. It's all about what happened. Um, and it, it is. I, I learned to listen to stories for my whole career as a psychotherapist. Yeah. And, and I love to listen to stories. So I had to train myself that there's another level and the level I'm listening for now feeling whatever, trying to tune into is the energy level. And that's as real as the story level. Yeah. And when we encounter something we can't manage, whether it's something tiny and we're a little kid or whether it's something huge, like a trauma as an adult. Yeah. Uh, we, we tend to freeze the energy. We, we get it stuck. And every time we freeze energy, it's like a physical thing that's between us and our source, between yeah. us and our essence. And so when you've got a lot of those stuck energy things, mm-hmm. and, and you can't help it. I mean, 
We just do it. It's a, it's a self-protective mechanism that we are born with. It's yeah. great. We need it. And we don't need to keep it. it. It's like something that happened to you when you were even 21. Yeah. When you're 40, you've got a huge amount more resources. You survived that. You know how to deal with it. You don't have to carry around that stuck place, that, that bound up energy. So yeah. when you take your energy back, and I don't know how it's done. It's just, you know, part of that, that part of you knows how to do it. You just give it the words as the clue that says, take your energy back. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's reminding us to be present in ourselves and acknowledge where we're at. And and um, one of the questions I often ask myself, I'm, I'm an emotional intuitive, so I can feel other people's emotions. And uh, I often stop my... Yeah, I often stop myself and ask, is this mine or is this someone else's? And I, you instinctively know, well, that's not mine. Okay, well, if it's not mine, I talk to my higher power and say, will you please remove this from me? And it is not mine. I do not need to carry it. And as soon as I acknowledge that, as soon as I bring that forward, it just is released. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's that... It's that awareness and that intention and that being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing I love about this photosynthesis is that you don't have to be in a state of crisis to do this. Um, you know, a lot of us have to hit rock bottom so that we can find something new to help us out. And this is so simple, so gentle, so light and approachable that anybody can pick it up at any stage. And even if you have a tiny little thing that you want to shift that you're frustrated with, you can shift it. So thank you for being on my show and sharing that. Is there another book like you? We've gone over um, letting yeah. it go. Is there another book that you're absolutely thrilled with and really want to share with us? Well, my I have two series. Okay, this is the Logos oh. series. Yeah, and this one. You know, we've got so many money worries. Mm -hmm. You know, particularly now. You know, with, with the inflation, you, know, you go to the store, and pretty soon you're seeing yourself you know, with a, a shopping cart under a bridge. Yeah. And those images that, that you carry, even though they're in the future, even though they're never going to happen, they're fantasies, will sap your energy from doing what you know how to do. So this other book she's so, sharing with us is called Embrace Posterity by resolving blocks to experiencing abundance. And it's all about just opening up the possibility and the beauty that you, you can receive abundance and you can live in abundance. You don't have to be in lack. Right. I wrote this one with Dr. Lammers. We were both interested in working with um, money. I had been for a long, long time working with people about money, learning about it myself. And he was too. And when I said I wanted to learn what he was doing, he said, okay, and then you can write the book about it. <laughs> so, you know, we can, we can do it together, which meant I could write it and he could add a little bit. Yeah. One of the things in here I just love is one of his exercises. 
in which you think about a goal, something that you really want, mm-hmm. and you know that there are all kinds of blocks in the way. And there's a process for identifying each block along the way, the physical process, and then doing logosynthesis, doing the, the simple process about it. So that's how logosynthesis can get to so many more things. Layers. Yeah. Absolutely layers. Simplicity and layers. Yeah. That, I love it. They really go hand in hand. Thank you. Yeah. The, the other book that I'm thinking about, you know, maybe I'm going to write, is Letting Go of Stuff things because uh-huh. I, I'm at a point of I don't need all the things I had I've got bookcases full of books I'm never going to read again I've got yeah. you know and yet I want to hold on but if I let it if I do the words with holding the the object mm-hmm. I can let it go and yeah I've done this with with other people who are interested. And one one woman had this collection of toys she had had since childhood. And she was oh. downsizing. And she couldn't figure out what to do with them. She didn't want to you know, just give them, she didn't want to let them go. Anyhow, we did the process. And they wound up in a museum. Long story short. Oh, wow. She contacted her hometown museum and said, I have this and this. Would you like? Yes. She was so happy. That's a beautiful way to honor herself and the experience that she had with them and also paying it forward and allowing it to be something that other people can see and remember and acknowledge. And um, that's a beautiful way to honor both sides of it. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Getting rid of stuff. And downsizing, you know, especially as we age and we don't need as much stuff. And we're like, you know, for me, I, my mom lives on my property and thinking of going through all of that stuff when she eventually um, moves on to the next life. It's like, yeah, how do I honor her and her experience in that same vein. So if I can get rid of stuff personally, then I'll do that too. Lori, is there any additional note, any additional little gem that you would like to share with our audience today? Well, I have something on my website that they could go retrieve yeah. themselves, which sure. is called um, Worry Less Starting Now. I think that's what it's called. Anyways, <laughs> right on the, it's right on the first page. Okay. And it helps you refine how to use the sentences. Okay. It, it gives you something. And you don't need the sentences. And they come at the end. And okay. they tell you, go get the book. Because that really teaches you how to use them. But it gives you the sentences written down as well. And Fabulous. it takes about 10 minutes a day for a week. Okay. So that's on LoriWeiss.com? That's right. Great. And we will have that also in um, our notes on the podcast and on the YouTube video so that people can go to that and find you and connect with your books and all of like the logo synthesis and breaking blocks to abundance. Right. 
if they wanted, if they want relationship books, I wrote seven of those. (laughs) (laughs) I love how simple it is. I love how easy it is and how gentle it is. I keep, One of my things, one of my goals for this year with the podcast is just opening up new possibilities, new ways that people can do self-care and dive a little bit deeper. And what works for one doesn't work for another. What is really exciting to one person may not be another person's cup of tea. And yet exposing them to all of these opportunities has become a fun little passion for me. And I love that you came on. I love your wealth of knowledge and experience. I love the life that you've lived in saying yes and yes and I'm going to retire. Never mind. Yes and what more can I do and how can I just keep learning and growing? You're an inspiration to us on just keep being vital and keep learning and moving and growing and live the best, most joyful life you possibly can. So I thank you for being on. I thank you for opening my mind and everyone of the listeners' minds. And you're just a gem. Thank you. It's been a delight to be with you. And you are providing such a wonderful service for people. Just having having this available to them uh, just makes me happy knowing that younger younger people are out there doing it. Yeah. So thank you so much, too. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, Lori. And to all of my listeners, check her out and then come back here next week for Breathe In, Breathe Out. I hope this moment of self-care and healing brought you some hope and peace. I'm Crystal Joukowsky on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and I hope you check us out and follow along for more content coming soon. I look forward to being with you again here on Breathe In, Breathe Out. Until next time, take care.